I'm super hungry to play professional rugby. I know what it takes. I'm gonna have to be prepared for that. Twenty-year-old Sipo in Jengezi has got big plans, and he's not gonna let anything stand in his way. He can't afford to. I can do anything, and I have confidence in myself. Not in an arrogant way, but confidence of like saying, "What I told myself, I'm gonna do it." That's the thing. I feel like most people don't have that, and I'm privileged to have that. It's impossible not to notice Sipo. It isn't just that he's built like an action figure. He carries himself with an intensity and a focus that would almost be frightening if it wasn't for a huge, bright smile. But there's no doubting it. Sipo is stalking something. After、um, I was finished with my rugby in South Africa, like playing club rugby for under twenty at Falls Bay Rugby Club, so my next dream was like go to Burton in England, and everything was happening. Series are going through、mm-hmm. documents,、um, references about me. So the people at Burton had told me, "Sorry, during this pandemic, we also will be closed、um, for our season." It's been an anxious year for young athletes, who already have such a short window to demonstrate what they can do. Sipo has been tracking a path he hopes will one day lead him to professional rugby, but COVID nineteen has sidelined these dreams for now, and made most pressing the question of survival. I slept the one night. Um, outside, I'm worried about my next life. Like I don't want to be outside again, so I'm preparing myself to have a roof on top of my head. This is saying goodbye, a series of conversations with Cape Town business owners and innovators, cultural architects, anchors, and ordinary folks who have. In ways big and small, meant something to us. It's a chance to celebrate what we love most, and to mourn what we've lost so abruptly in the wake of COVID-19. I'm your host, writer, poet, and Cape Town transplant, Haley Gaunt. This is saying goodbye. I think, like for me, growing up in an orphan's home, I was always like hard on myself. Cause I had to treat people lovable and give them the love they want that they don't have at home, so they could give me their love that I don't have at home. I first met Sipo while sitting at a coffee shop on a Monday morning. I was minding my own business when a good-looking kid asked if I'd care if he sat at the counter next to me. Our conversation lasted for a few cups of coffee, and there was nothing remotely routine about it. For someone generally content in her own anonymity, I came away from the interaction feeling surprisingly and refreshingly seen. So in high school, so I went to Batavia, and、um, I was the head boy there. And then I found that high school was kind of like. It's cool to me to have brothers and sisters because all my life I grew up in an orphan's home. 
Sipo's upbringing has been, in a word, complicated. He spent time in the care of a foster family until the age of 13 when he moved to an orphan home where he stayed until he graduated from high school. All the while, he was supported financially, academically, and in other ways by another family whom he calls his guardian family. So just a point of clarification, when he refers to his family or to his foster family, he's talking about his guardian family. I found it very easy for me to cope in high school. And then but the moment I was out in high school, I, I played for Western Province Academy and uh, I was studying at UPA the same year. And uh, after that year, actually, I traveled all over, um, went to Argentina and uh, played some rugby. rugby there. It was a tour. It was an amazing year. Yeah. And I uh, couldn't believe it that I went overseas and then came back. He had no clue what's going to happen. And uh, my foster, foster mom, she, she was like, we have to sort you for your plans now to find an accommodation for you. And I was like, well, okay, cool. Why can't this be my accommodation where I'm with family? So what happened is that I was transferred to observatory for young adults who don't have a home in a way, like basically who don't have a families or their families don't want them to be around them in the circumstances. It's not that because my family don't want me. I think they were giving me that that push. That push, you know, yeah. but as me, I didn't see it as that person like, well, okay, cool. You know, maybe they don't want me. That's how I put it that way because I grew up in an orphan. For a lot of us, becoming a bona fide grown-up is a gradual thing. But Sipo hasn't had the luxury of this limbo. Life as a young adult has been an especially brutal fast track. And I stayed there for a couple of few months and that was through December and then I had my birthday at the place um, where I was staying and uh, kind of like calling my foster mom, I hate this place, I don't want to come here, I just don't feel like, you know, I don't feel happy here. And they were like, Sipo, you gotta have to stay there and then it is what it is, you know, I was like, okay. I feel like they're pushing me more further. So every oh, time, you know, every time I mm. tried to communicate with them, I felt like they were like trying mm. to avoid me away. And then I was like, it is what it is. Accept it, people. Sure. Move on with oh. life, you know. Since quarantine hit it, it was so hard that I couldn't stay at the place anymore. I had to move out. I had to make a decision and I told the people that I'm going to move out. And this was like during quarantine, like oh. I packed my bags. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to follow the rules of this pandemic. I'm not going to listen to them at the moment. And I kind of like created also chaos where I was because I wanted to move out. They were like, no, this is not you, Paul. It's just that that part of this quarantine is making you feel frustrated because you're locked up and you want to go to your mates, you want to go play rugby, and you're all missing that. We understand, and I was like, you don't understand. Sipo wound up leaving the youth home back in April, just a few weeks into level five lockdown. He said he wasn't himself there. He felt unmotivated. He wasn't getting anywhere. He told me he started smoking dacha, which was without question against the rules. 
It was the pressure cooker of hard lockdown that finally pushed him over the edge. And even though he was breaking all kinds of rules by leaving and had no certainty about where else he could go, he couldn't stay there any longer. I slept the one night um, outside. I just wanted to put myself, being as a homeless person, how does it feel? Is this where you want to be now? It might seem perverse, but Sipo had to touch the bottom in order to clarify that he really didn't want to stay there. A few days later, he arrived at the Haven Night Shelter in Cock Bay, a place that offers temporary shelter and rehabilitation for adults living on the streets. They took him in once he tested negative for COVID-19. Although this wasn't where he wanted to be, he said that at least here, he felt like an adult again. It was kind of like similar, it's part of like an orphan's home. The way I grew up, it's just that it's more adult people and who are in drugs. And, and I was like, well, I'm involved with people who are hectic in drugs and alcohol. So what do I do now? Yeah. That was my next mm-hmm. challenge that um, I can't be influenced mm-hmm. by them because they will try to influence me to do it. And um, so I had to lead by example as a youngster. And that's where I used to do my training sessions and quarantine time when they told us, hey, you can run now, you can, everyone can do their runnings, but not with groups. And I felt like so happy and felt like I'm so relieved that I can just run and being outside. And mm. it felt like it was a privilege just going outside. Mm. And the more outside I was just spending, I just want to get to know myself. The Haven sits at the foot of the Cock Bay Harbor. A more postcard-worthy snapshot of Cape Town doesn't exist. Colorful fishing boats line the jetties. Seals lumber about on the harbor walls. Even the women who gut the fish, covered in blood from head to toe, have a rough charm. During the three-hour window allowed for exercising under the relaxed conditions of level four lockdown, the stretch of coastline encompassing the harbor was a magnet for people desperate for the fresh air. And this is when Sipo discovered the art of rock balancing. I saw this guy building rocks and then and I asked him, why do you do this? And then he was like, I'm just doing it for fun. And I was like, in my head, I'm not going to do this for fun. Every rock that I'm going to place, it's going to mean part of the story of my life and who I am and where I come from. And every time I was just putting and piling, piling rocks onto each other, not just piling it though, but also getting that balance, the core. And I just felt like that's what I missed in my childhood because I've never, I never had a childhood in my life because I was always brought up as a child, focusing on your life, focusing on your future plans. And I felt like I missed that. So when I was playing with the rocks, I just felt like just feeling the rocks and just playing with it, the textures of it, the, the smooth, the smell of it, the burn. When I get to when it falls, just smell it, that fire, the flame of it. Mm. I mean, for most of us, I think we feel like um, this time is exposed a lot, you know, in ourselves. We've had a lot of time to sit with, yeah, all our different facets, all our sides, and to face some ugly bits and our fears. I think for a lot of people, myself included, 
you suddenly very in touch with your fears, you know? Um, so it's amazing that you could find a me method, like mm -hmm. physical thing to do to work that out. Because it's one thing to kind of be analyzing in your head yeah. and to just turn things over and try and rationalize and make sense. That's but true. then to actually have a, a practice to, to move yourself out of your head. I went into this conversation knowing that Sipo's rugby plans had been derailed, wondering how he was dealing with the sudden disruption. While this was one of the unfortunate costs of a global pandemic, it was not his primary focus. You can't dream big if you don't have the basics of food and shelter, love and support. Sipo has been busy building this around himself, with help. Um, during the, when I was still in the shelter, so there was kind of like a family, um, it's called the Moodles family, and um, his name is Sham, and um, Sham is like the greatest father I ever had in my life, and that was not part of my plans. And Sham started to teach me, and um, to groom me as a person, and to learn more about life and like simple stuff like what is happiness sorry happiness and joy to those and but simplifying it and putting in practical what makes me happy as a person what makes me happy is people I, people make me happy every morning when I see them but joy is something that I love to do and and he was greening me and was pushing me like what if you can do your own fitness thing? And he introduced me to Lauren, a lady from Under Armour, and she was like, okay, cool, let's help you out. And they helped me out, and obviously I had to do my own programs and things that I do, and they helped me out, how to market, and I had to learn through them how to market um, online and stuff like that. And I had to adapt to something different through my visions of part of my plan. And I just had to accept it. Whatever road I take, just keep on going, keep on going. Sipo has moved out of the shelter now. In six days a week, you can find him conducting sunrise fitness sessions on the beach near Dalebrook Tidal Pool. He started his own personal training business and has moved into a sweet little garden flat with a loft and a sunny courtyard. He's knitting himself into a community. He was doing so well that it seemed cruel to focus on what wasn't happening. What were are some of your ambitions with, with rugby? Do you still see yourself kind of going down that path? Yeah, I still see myself totally. I'm like quite young and I still feel like the stories that I hear from from Siakolisi, Mampimpi, all these guys, they especially like Mampimpi's story, like that's kind of like blown my heart because as a 20-year-old making this professional rugby club, 20, you know, 28, 20 year, eight, yeah. It's kind of like stoked me, like, whoa, dude, you can do it. There's, you still have a lot of years. You just have to be patient, just work hard, and just know what you want in life. So for you, I think the question is, how do we, 
how do we find our center? How do we find maybe the word stability with so much change and whatever is in flux, our jobs, our home environment. So how do you find stability? How do you center? It's COVID-19. But it gave me to know myself a little bit more. Knowing yourself, it's better to before you go talk to other people. So it's not just easy to to talk about it like, yo, I want to do that. But do you have the, the values of doing that? There's a difference between begging and asking for help. Mm-hmm. And people will know that if you really need help, they will push you to that limit. Like, they will help you. But if you're also pushing yourself to that limit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed it in my life. And it just happened just like a, like a clash. Mm-hmm. And it was so because I knew what I wanted and I knew what I'm putting in myself into. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, when the business started to get hectic, I was like, well, how, what do you do now? But Sipo, you told yourself you want to do this. Mm-hmm. You told the person, yo, let's do this fitness thing. Yeah. Down, why are you hesitating? Yeah. And I felt like those are the things that you have to ask yourself. And I feel like the most hitting part, like what helped me was the rocks. The mm-hmm. rocks, the nature, the, the, the waves, that like feeling myself quietly, like the rocks are crumbling, the waves are crumbling. How do I pick myself up? How? Like, that's where I was teaching myself, like, see, pick up yourself up. I'm talking to myself because it might be crazy. I'm talking to myself inside, but I'm basically inside me, like, burning myself and say, you're going to do this and you're going to make it. This has been Saying Goodbye with me, Haley Gaunt. Original theme music by Brian Keidel. Search for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.